Bitch, you better praise God or I'ma shoot and that's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'ma stab you in the face. If it ain't about Jesus, I'ma hit you with this cake. Jesus is the one. Hell yeah, praise Jesus Christ, nigga. Free Palestine, free take K. It's the trap game. Abraham Lincoln, four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead before when she died, because I know it's coming up. Welcome back to the We Was Righteous podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm your other host, Chanel. And we are back for episode four of Righteous Gemstones. I don't Baby, know what the I'm hell back. The, I don't know what the hell the name, the actual name of this episode, but I'm going to tell, I usually ask Chanel, what do we name the episodes? And she gives me all these clever names. Mm. But I'm not asking her this week because mm-hmm. the name of this episode is Walk on Water. Because I You love died. that. <laughs> that made you laugh. Yeah, when I realized that was a church uh, food, court, food court, I was like, oh, wow. They really Walk went on forward. water, which is hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, we're back to doing episodic reviews of Righteous Gemstone. So we'll be back every week going forward to the end of the season. Uh, Chanel and I, before we started recording, we're talking about other things that we might record. So once we figure out officially that we're going to do that, mm-hmm. we'll let you guys mm-hmm. know on what that is next. Uh, yeah, we got but well, yeah, actually, let's talk about before you even get into emails and updates and all that. Um, I want to talk to you guys about a show that is making the rounds right now. Brandon hasn't watched it, but I watched The Idol, and I just want to say that what happened was I started episode one, episode two. I was like disgusted, and then people started saying how bad it was, and I was and like how they couldn't finish. I was like, oh just go back and look and when i rewatched it to the end i didn't hate it anymore i don't know what the hell happened but for the like it you've obviously heard about it it's one of those like shows that's going to be popular from the backlash too um sam levinson is a creator of it and he's a very controversial he's probably has like people probably hate him he probably did bad stuff i'm not a fan of him at all i don't isn't he like, a simpsons guy no he's a euphoria guy oh okay and I'm Euphoria is way too intense for high school. Like all of it is too much. Like Euphoria, literally, the pilot of Euphoria disgusted me. So I'm just saying, like <laughs> these are shows that I've been pushing through because they're like so abrupt and for no reason. But basically, but like I heard uh, Euphoria was good. People like Euphoria. It is no, it is. But like people say, like oh. he makes it super deep and dark. He makes, oh, okay. makes it darker than it needs to be for high school. Um, and I think he does. But anyway, Lily Rose Depp is a um the female star of the Idol, and I got so tired of seeing that woman's nipples. I cannot tell you every episode <laughs> her titties were out for like thirty percent of the episode, and I would just be like, I'm tired. I get I it. We get that. it. Yeah, you get it. But then eventually, it's it's egregious. You're like, girl, we don't. Okay, like she never wears clothes. Like she's always in something skimpy, and I just I appreciate that because she's built different. Because like she will she would choose to wear heels even if her feet are bleeding like that was her vibe. <laughs> um, but the reason the takeaway from this show is that like there is a lot of like borderline. It's actually a fucked up show. I will actually say that it's a very it's a there's a lot of like borderline abuse and assault. And the reason why I say borderline is because like the person who is opting into it is very capable very able to say no like she's in a vulnerable place for sure but over time when she snaps out of it she snaps out of it so easily and like it's not hard for her like when she realizes that the relationship is not wasn't since like wasn't built on a foundation of trust she literally like pushes out the abuser doesn't care is not scared of him at all um and so it may 
so then I guess what I'm trying to say without spoiling too much is that in the end there's like I guess the twist is that uh she really was like knew what she was doing the whole time something like that and ultimately people hate it because it's a woman who like liked the creepy guy who gave a bad vibe like let him bring her into his cult basically and then she ends up being her own type of villain because she's like a liar in her own way and then there's like a false rape allegation at the in the last episode that makes it like and that's not a spoiler because you won't know who it is until it happens but it's like that false rape allegation is you know literally we see that it's false like we know it because we saw them concoct it and they were like that is so irresponsible to make it seem like that really happens um and then like because the way it happens is the way that people think false rape allegations happen where somebody just sets someone up and that's rarely what happens um like two two to three percent of it is that uh and so anyway um the there's like a lot of good music the songs actually do bang you can hear the week like the weekend plays his theme song in the beginning and it was it was shot in the weekend's house the weekend's not that bad of an actor i really wasn't that upset about it his his hair his hair was crazy you could see the lace um but yeah it was just an interesting show and i guess the reason why i say i don't hate it is because it was about fucked up stuff like there was no getting around it that's what the show was supposed to be about so I didn't expect it to have like a good like a good meaning at the end of the day or like I didn't expect it to feel good um or to like feel empowered nothing about it was supposed to be empowering um I guess it was supposed to be maybe in the nudity but like and like the the sex positivity because there's a lot of sex a lot of like a lot of there's like sex in a convertible car while it's driving like that kind of sex but um yeah it was a it's like once you push past the disturbing part you're like okay let's see what happens I don't I it's so hard to explain but I was I just feel bad that not bad I do oh I guess I do feel bad I feel bad for Abel because I don't know for sure if he's a creep I haven't heard any clear things about like him being a bad guy and I think he just wanted to do something about Hollywood and about people's experiences and it got out of hand into like something a little bit more commercial and less real and that's the irony because that's what the fuck the show is about so yeah oh and then the last thing is that apparently the last final scene was filmed at a weekend concert so it's like if you were at that concert you knew the whole the whole ending of the show <laughs> which wow <laughs> so that's my idol take wrap up i would love to hear from people if uh they watched it what they thought you guys can always tweet me at Chanel creating and tell me um and if you hated it i'm totally i totally understand because it, it's very misogynist super misogynist show all right that's the idol, that's I, the idol. all right what do we got in the, in the inbox uh we got an email from sonia said hi brandon hey, and chanel yo so happy to have you both back love your coverage of the first three episodes chanel's parallel that righteous gemstones is like succession in another universe was really nice it has me watching the show in a different way Baby mm-hmm. Billy, Baby Billy is my favorite baby character Billy's on the show. Him extending his feet over the baby to have his wife take his shoes off. I did not <laughs> notice that, but that's fantastic. What yeah, a delicious, did. ridiculous character. And Jesse yes. calling his cousins honkies. The writers are incredible. Yes. So much- <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot that. That's why I love Jesse, because he does shit like that. I By the way, Baby show. Billy... 
Baby Billy has the best wardrobe of any character ever. Like his wardrobe is so spot on. He always dresses the exact way he's supposed to dress. BJ also has amazing wardrobe. Like, I mean, everybody actually has like really good wardrobe, but I genuinely like love what Baby Billy has on. I love how Baby Billy walks around. Walter Goggins yeah. is walking around like he's yeah. act like French Sanford, like he's old as yeah. hell. But he's not actually that old in real life. But he's doing that old man walk so perfectly. He's so good. Yeah, he's killed. I mean, Aunt Tiffany, everybody. Like nobody in this show is not giving. There's not a single character who. Oh, what's so crazy is who did I stand last week? Do you remember? Um. Oh, Pontius. And that fool came out as a, oh my god! Like, uh, what is what do you say? A uh, Pete Davidson wannabe? I don't even look like him. Like that upset me because I was really rooting for him, and he just had his whole booty out in the air. Well, that's kind of what happens when you get when you're getting it on in the living room because they won't let you take <laughs> your girl in the bedroom. Just so, please. Let's get to this episode. This will be fun. Yay. So I got it breaking down by. Uh, Keith and Kelvin, Jesse, mm-hmm. Eli and May May and the boys, and BJ and Judy. So which one do you want to start with? Um, let's start with Kelvin and, and uh, Keith. Poor Keith. <laughs> Poor sad so, Keith. Keith is at uh, Keith is at ice cream with the kids' parents. It's like teens and parents night, so you got the uh, youth group kids with their actual parents. And they never met him before. And so he's like, y'all, y'all didn't meet me, but I'm going to make sure I, you know, Kelvin trusted me to do this. So, you know, we're going to have a good time. And one of the kids was like, Keith is a beast at breakdancing <laughs> just out of nowhere. And so everything seems to be going well. And then the homie that they ran up on last the last couple of weeks to steal all the, I mean, to buy all the sex toys from the shop owner, like we talked about last week, was of course happy that he sold out of all this. Like he couldn't just order new shit. So he, he was sold so out unclear. of all of his shit. And he came back and he was like, dog, man, you came in, man. You got all my butt buzzers and dildos, man. Look, we just re-upped. Make sure you hit me back up. I'm going to make sure I get you good. And in front of all the parents and kids, for all the parents and kids, and they looked at this dude like he was fucking crazy. So... Then yeah, next- I mean, Keith was just, we knew Keith is awkward and we know that, but Keith, um, like literally his response is no, 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 no. I bought those things with your kids, which obviously <laughs> is the worst possible way to explain it. And Keith is so, uh, first of all, the shorts, why, what was Keith, like, when you want to talk about wardrobe, look, Keith still dresses in all black every day except yes. when he's in his, um, lust squad. What's it called? What's it called? Slut but smut busters. Smut Except busters. when he's in smut busters gear, his like you pastor gear, he's like I just noticed that his wardrobe is second best. Um, but yeah, he definitely like fucked it. He should have let Taryn talk, and they just kind of sit through it. And so, um, we see that Kelvin's like, oh, no big deal. But in the suggestion box, we see that they're mm-hmm. like starting to say like he seems creepy, creepy. like yeah. shouldn't be around the kids, which. Keith is creepy. I can't take that. I can't say it's, he's not, but he obviously is like, he he gives me wouldn't hurt a fly, you know? So um, Kelvin's trying to defend him and then he goes to the parent meeting, like a second parent meeting where we met, where we get introduced to walk on water. Oh, no, before catch- that, he tells, 
he tells uh Keith, he says, um, this is making my a-hole hurt. And Keith goes, No, he said burn, burn. Burn, yeah, burn. And he says, I'm sorry that I had to make your a-hole burn. Yeah, I would never want to do that. They're like so my thing is this, is it just like he's gonna come out later, or is it always gonna be well that's what happened because when they go to the food court, he's trying to explain to them that Keith's this good guy. And one of the mm-hmm. parents says with all the rumors circulating about you, this is just even weirder. And I was like, oh, all these niggas know he's gay. Like, they all know it. But but the thing that I like about Kelvin, I, I, I feel like, is he gay? Maybe, probably. Yeah. But what I like about it is his family never, ever is, like, using that against him. So I think there's, like, a real opportunity here. If, like, if they're going to be cussing and do all this other stuff, they need to also be, like progressive and like like pro pro like homophilic like they if they're not gonna be that then i don't want to watch this show so i think hopefully they're gearing up for that because like whatever well, the show is at, that i think the show is that but i think inside the show oh no no, they, no i'm saying yeah. the gemstone specifically like think about all the things they say to each other they have never called him the f-word like they've never been like they don't use those slurs in a way of like like so it seems to me like whether he is or not this christian like pinnacle family is not going to use homophobia yeah but i think to each other in like inside they'll be fine Mm -hmm. with it but they're always the whole point of the show is that they're always worried about appearances right yeah and we'll so we'll see what you are southern if you're a southern church and that's your whole gimmick is we're family southern bible thumping people Mm -hmm. and then your boy comes out as gay I don't know if they're going to touch on that on the show, though. I'd be interested. Yeah, to see. I think it remains to be seen. I, I don't I guess that's what I'm saying is like if you know, you know how we clearly we talk to um, Danny McBride regularly. I was just telling him our next call, like, please don't go there. Like, I don't need to see any like gay violence. And obviously, like Adam Devine is like married, like he's straight and married and older than he plays. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, I think there's like a weird undertone, obviously. So the rumors are that he he's probably gay. Keith's his boyfriend. And I mean, to be real with you, like Keith is living with him. And um, we've never seen them be like, but I guess the last thing I want to say about it is they they have like an um intimacy and like a relationship that is really heartwarming. So that's why it's part of me is like, I don't want it to be a queer thing because like they just, they're showing a type of like relationship that everyone always eventually makes gay. And it's like true, but. <laughs> but we've about, also never the, seen you know, Kelvin with a woman this entire this entire we've seen oh for sure duty with a man and we've seen jesse obviously well both of them are married now uh Mm -hmm. but we've never seen kelvin with anyone except keith really for sure for sure i know they're setting something up um but also like kelvin is kind of in that like 30s range where they make Mm -hmm. him feel like a kid and like the whole first season First season, the second season was all about him trying to be seen as an adult, right? And then realizing he's too weak. So I don't, I think maybe like it would make sense for him to be gay or it would make sense for him to just be like, well, no, I think it all points back to gay, but it as being the youngest and not probably having like explored the most, probably being the most sheltered in his own way, I feel like it also makes sense that he would be a little bit behind the ball. So they basically tell Calvin, a dog. You either get rid of Keith or we mm-hmm. pull our kids out of your program. Mm-hmm. So Kelvin went back and told him that, you know, hey, dog, you know, I talked to Martin and 
we got a spot for you in immigration, dog. You get to go overseas. And I forget the example he used. He says something that he gets to do. Um, and then Calvin was basically. I mean, oh, he, he said you get like, to you get to use your Cambodian, and then he says a Cambodian yeah. word for him. Yeah. So, like, why does Keith speak Cambodian? <laughs> like, these are just these details, where it's like I know he this this man came out of a from devil worshippers and is like multilingual. <laughs> and Keith was like, "Look, dog, you brought me, you brought me into the light. I'll be indebted to you forever." But I'm not doing that shit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go walk my own path. And he leaves, and Kelvin looks but, sad. And, and the other thing too about that is like Keith has never really been like it's about Jesus Christ. He's always like it's you, like you sick. Mm-hmm. So he's like in a cult of one. Um, and that's why it's a intriguing relationship to say the least. And last thing we see is Kel- Kelvin looking out the window, sad as Keith drives away in this weird-ass fucking scooter with something on the back. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> At nighttime. Um, all right, you want to go to Jesse, Eli, Maymay, or BJ and Judy? Uh, let's do BJ and Judy, because Eli and Maymay, I mean, sorry. Yeah, Eli and Maymay, I want to end on. Okay. Uh, BJ and Judy, we first see them at a sip and paint. Uh, which you know is close to my heart, and J- BJ is drawing supposedly like some type of brown dog, and Judy just basically says, "Is that your shit?" Like she basically said that to him, and he's like, oh, "That's my dog." She's like, oh, "I never met your dog. That's why I didn't know." <laughs> and then Judy gets a random message of a dick pic from Stephen, just a straight dick pic. And while she's at, while she's in the fucking thing, and she looks at that dick pic and immediately deletes that shit and tells BJ that it was a gynecologist calling her. Uh, yeah, text her and say, oh, wait, hold on. Before you get to that, I just want to add my two cents, which is that, um, first of all, it's clearly a dog. And she keeps being like, that's a turd, right? Like, what? <laughs> like, she just continues to say that. That makes no sense. Um, but I like that Judy has a potty mouth. And then, um, Okay, it's hard for me to even say it back. She goes, the doctor just wants to make sure I come in for my holes and folds appointment. <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs> Why? Like when Judy talks, I'm always screaming because she, her vocabulary is hilarious. I did not. <laughs> yes, <she does. laughs> I did not know that. Disgusting. Oh my God. So then she Steven says another message and basically saying like text me back or I'm gonna do something you don't like. Mm-hmm. And she don't she don't text him back. The next thing you know, you yeah, hear she's BJ's, freaking out, you hear mm-hmm. BJ's phone ping and BJ's like, oh, <laughs> oh, some man just sent me a dick pic. <laughs> and then, he goes, let me I this, need to let him know he didn't reach yes, right. This was so me. adorable. This was such an adorable reaction. She's like, some and good she, woman is missing this nice-ass dick. Something like, like that. look at it. It looks good. And she's like, no, just block him. He's like, why? I want to let him know she didn't see. And so she gr- blocks his phone aggressively. And then when she gets another text from um, Stephen, like, see, she she literally takes her phone and just throws it across <laughs> this paint and sip and breaks a bunch of wine glasses. And it's like, I'm tired of getting messages. And BJ's like, okay. And it's just like, 
obviously it's just comedy, but the like she is BJ is so stupid. Like everything she's doing is extra, extra, and extra suspicious. Um, but I did want to quickly also because you just reminded me of something I saw online, which I don't even want to get into like the comments because they were so annoying. But these two friends were apparently catching up and they started talking about one of them started talking about a date she went on recently. And as she described it, the other one realized that this man took them on the exact identical date. Like everything <laughs> they thought was so special. But so he like rented out an apartment, did a paint and sip for them, brought the wine, had a white t-shirt for them to put on so they don't get stuff on their, on their uh, shirts, took a Polaroid of them holding their painting. All of that, he did exactly the same and they were like oh ha, ha. and the people in the, in the comments were like oh he's a, he figured out how to win blah, blah, blah. i'm like that's just that's not serial killer no but that means he got game remember derek jeter would give the the goat the um every every woman that derek jeter would fuck with he would send them home with like a thank you bag or like a like a gift bag and it would just have like a chanel purse this and this and this and this and this he would send them home for a gift bag and he's like we had a good time. Here's your gift bag. We good. That type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the like gestures after a date are fine, but I feel like doing the exact same date, word for word, thing for thing, is like disgusting. And just I mean, because, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah, there's something really manipulative about it because it's like it literally feels like you found a formula to make people feel like you're a thoughtful person so that you can have sex with them. Like you're pulling yes. out all the stops, not because you're like you're you actually value women and want to give them the next experience, and so that's why it's like oh that's a creep behavior. But anyway, um, that that's creepy. hilarious because that made me think about that. Uh, yeah, because they're like, because think about how much trust you put in someone to go on a date with them, let alone go on a private date. Like he's, they were laughing, but I was like cringe. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, so, so BJ and them. So yeah, uh, BJ's going to play uh tennis. Pickle, Is that the next one? No, pickleball. pickleball. Come on. I'm sorry, you're right. That's how I know pickleball. you're not old. That's how I know you're not old. No, I mean, I remember pickleball. when I think about it, it's pickle it is pickleball because the ball was different and they were using they weren't using tennis, but it's on a Tennessee court, but it's a pickleball court. So I don't think I've played pickleball before, by the way. Um squash. Yeah. I played squash too. You play you That's play squash, ball. really? Yeah, I played it like twice in like just in life, not like as a as a on a team. So Steve's partners doesn't show up. And I mean, they say uh, they say DJ's all four of his tires were slashed. Yes. <laughs> they say, "Where's he at?" They're like, "Oh, every tire was slashed. He won't make it." So Steve shows up, and Steve is ready to go, and and he tells BJ, "He's like, oh, I go to the church, and I work with your with your old lady." And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, "All right, let's go." And of so, of course, BJ is going to be like welcoming and happy to see him. They start playing, <laughs> and oh this thing is Steve. Starts talking about how he hooked up with Judy. He says, "Well, he doesn't say Judy. He says, i 'I'm thinking about this woman.' Yeah, this woman. And he says, like her hormones. She got the mm-hmm. highest hormones I have ever met. Then he starts talking about how he dry. He said, "I dry humped her until he, I nutted my pants." No, he says, "I had the islands of Hawaii down my pants." You got it. Like it's the la- the figurative language. If he just said, "I nutted." not as funny as like i had the islands of hawaii down dripping down the back of my pants why why bj BJ says he's like okay time he says time out i love it i love it he's like i know it's locker room tight but i don't enjoy the poontang talk with the fellas it's so disrespectful (laughs) i find it disrespectful i'm offended and he's steve calls steve calls bj the f-word gay slur and bj says 
BJ says, actually, I'm a straight male. I'm a cishet male. Yeah, did he say that? I think he did he say that. I'm a cishet male. I love. I'm a cishet straight male. I love him. And he said, um, but I still but don't he, believe in homophobia. <laughs> yeah, he said. He said, I still don't believe queer people should be referred to in that way. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I'm saying. Like it, that's when I said I started clapping for BJ because I'm like he. As much as they make fun of BJ, he's actually the only good human like in yes. his own way like he literally has the right values he literally doesn't do all that like he's married to one of the worst people ever but he is the way he stood up to him i genuinely think a lot more men would be better people if they had friends like that all jokes aside like a lot more people be like bro i know you're trying to bond but that's not like bonding by disrespect to somebody's not gonna work for me but i still want to play with you we can move on from that like Literally setting up boundaries would change a lot of culture. But anyway, obviously they make it yes. funny and silly because BJ. But I was like, oh, I love this. And then so before he Steve, le- oh, before he leaves, yep. Some one of my favorite movies is Meet the Parents. I know mm-hmm. that movie word for word. Oh and wow, that's a lot. In the fucking pool, they're playing beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah, and fucking Greg is is just getting destroyed. He gets and they're like yeah, and they're yelling at him. They're like. They're like, because then Jack Jack accuses him of being high, and that's why they're losing. Because he's he's like, oh, you puffing? He's like, Greg's puffing the magic dragon. That's why he can't hit anything. And so the next time, um, Mm -hmm. his girlfriend and Owen Wilson are fucking doing Top Gun references to each other. He gets pissed off, and they hit the fucking ball to him, and he jumps up and he goes, he gets air. He catches air, bro. And spikes the ball right in his girlfriend's sister's face, and her nose just starts bleeding and everything. Wasn't she about to get married? Yes, that's where they yeah, were at. They exactly were there for the yeah. wedding. Yeah. And, and, so, <laughs> and so I saw this, and I was like, Steve, Steve got so mad, he threw the fucking pickleball up and spiked that shit right in his old man's old face. Man, his nose. Oh, my God. So they turn away from the man, and Stevie goes, I love her, okay? And BJ's like, what? Like, BJ's <laughs> not putting anything together, but also Steve is not making any fucking sense. And then <laughs> my favorite part was BJ turns around, and the old man's nose is bleeding profusely. He goes, are you on blood thinners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then the next time we see, uh, next time we see Judy, um, oh God, poor it's thing. It's Judy and BJ at dinner at sushi restaurant. Oh yeah, that's true. And, that's true. and BJ tells uh, Judy that his her his friend her friend Steve showed up, and she and Judy's like choking on her fucking drink. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. what what did he have to say? Mm-hmm. And she ba- Stephen basically tells him what happened. He was playing pickleball and he was being real nasty. And then Judy was like, yeah, that's who he is. He's a real sicko. That's why he got fired. And BJ's like, it, oh, he got fired? He, he's like, Why? I think it was like a Me Too times up kind of situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she says it was a Me Too times up situation. And then What's BJ's like, oh, I need to call him. Maybe I need to console him and help him with She's like, with men who do fired. that are insecure. Like, BJ's the best human. He's the only actual, like, what they say a Christian should be, BJ. That's it. I have not met any other person in real life doing that for real. And then Judy says, no. Don't call him. Leave him alone. He's a sicko. I hope he dies. And then yeah, BJ no, was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait, I'm so sorry because I realize how much I love these lines when we don't. He he doesn't she doesn't say that. She says, he says, Oh, you're getting upset. She goes, I don't care. I don't care whether he lives or dies. In fact, I'm leaning more towards him dying at night. <laughs> yeah, I actually got that scene. So yeah, we can get the right words. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, fired. Mm-hmm. 
What for? Mm, it was like a time's up, me too type deal. That's why he was so prickly with me. He's upset he lost his job. I should call him. What? No. Don't you dare do that. Just leave it alone. Sometimes when men boast, they're really just insecure. Stop trying to figure this dude out. You are a good guy. He is a very, very bad guy. That's it. I know you felt so strongly. <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> I feel like the opposite of strongly. Don't give a shit whether the dude lives or dies. In fact, I lean toward hoping he dies today. But also, I could care less. <laughs> and so the next time we see them is at like this Chuck E. Cheese type place. Oh my god. And yeah. apparently it, it appears that Steven set up a meeting with Judy to meet here. Mm-hmm. And Judy shows up. Oh, she's clearly over it. Like she was not, she was saying it before, and we thought oh, maybe she's joking, but she says that she does she wishes she hadn't messed around on tour because she thought that's what she wanted to do, but she loves BJ. BJ's the best. She doesn't want to fuck it up, basically. And she's like telling him to get it, like get it together and go. My favorite part of the scene, do you can you guess? When she said, I'm BJ Barnes's bitch and nobody else. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's the second favorite. My favorite part is when she goes, I love BJ. He goes, I hate my wife. I wish I could cut her head off in the kitchen. And what does Judy say? She doesn't give a fuck. He keeps talking about doing a murder story. She's like, do it. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I cannot. She's like that phase at all when he talks about murdering his family. I'm not saying it's not family annihilation, it's not funny, but this shit is funny for some reason. And then he goes, speaking of BJ, mm-hmm. and the, then BJ shows up because apparently he set this whole thing up for them to be there at the same mm-hmm. time. And BJ's mm-hmm. like, what Got are you it. doing here? And Got Steven's it. like, look, I love her, and I'm tired of all the lying. So are you going to tell him, or I'm going to tell him? And then they cut away, and so you're, you're left to believe, you know, that basically told BJ yeah, that, she, that they were hooking up a little bit on tour. And yeah, the last busted. thing we see... But by the way, is- whatever they did, he made sound way worse when he said all that stuff on the um on the court. Like, he made it seem like they was really getting it in and literally they like she said hump three times kiss three kiss two times just ridiculous then uh the last thing we see is bj uh and judy in tears at the house during jesse's monologue at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. yeah so it definitely went down so we want to do eli last so we'll do jesse's story because i enjoyed this story so much (laughs) jeff Jesse is getting ready for his capes and pistol ceremony. Yes, he's joining the he's joining the uh, fraternity. Capes and pistols, which is such that's so on the nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot. Re- yeah. like, it's so on no, the we, nose. We saw that, and we saw this um in the very beginning. Yeah, with Eli, mm-hmm. and Ponches rolls up with his girl Michaela, and Amber and Jesse are like, "Yeah, what the fuck are you doing?" and and he's like, uh, they're like, we told you know, we told you not to take your girl around and not in your bedroom. You can't do that. And then Jesse starts ripping on him about not getting accepted to college. It's like, oh, you want to date? He was he talking to Michaela. You want to date him? Guess what? He didn't get accepted to a single goddamn college. And then he starts talking he about, like, okay. basically, he's just saying like, he basically makes it seem like he's gonna put him in the uh, Bible school. He says them boys at uh, 
what's oh my god what's the school called the boys of bible school are gonna split your ass open i was like oh you're talking about mean? the citadel no citadel, citadel is not a bible school citadel is a military school in south carolina oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but still but still school. split his ass open why do you why would you say that to he said he's gonna split he's... your ass open like chinese chopsticks <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> That's what I'm saying. These lines, you can't generalize. If, if we generalize the lines, we're doing people a disservice. But anyway, why does he say that to his? He talks so crazy to his kids all the time. And so any anyway, um, Pontius is like fuck off, and he tells him he's a off brand Pete Davidson. I thought they were gonna do a Pete Davidson dick joke. I thought Pontius was gonna say, or Michaela says, yeah, he's really like Pete Davidson, something like that. I thought they were gonna do a oh, Pete yeah. Davidson dick. No, they joke. were just getting to like a. You like blonde, like I guess the close, the next best thing would have been Eminem, but I guess he's dated, but he's yeah, really he's giving Eminem right now. Amber doesn't like his girlfriend. She goes, I don't like his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jesse say? You did he catch this? Yes, he said, like, yeah, she's a real bitch or something like that. Yeah, exactly. He goes, Yeah, I think she's a bitch. Like and this is a 16-year-old girl, but somehow. I'm on Jesse Amber's side. What is going on with me? Like, this is skewing all my morals because I laughed when he called that child a bitch. I don't know why. It's so funny. Let's, let's see what that. he said exactly. I bet you the boys of the Citadel would split your ass like a pair of damn Chinese <laughs> chopsticks. You can pay for classes. Don't mean I'll go. Don't mean I'll go. This little Pete Davidson act you got going on does not suit you. Tattoos and a dumbass haircut, it's not original. You're not him. I'm not trying to be Pete Davidson. Well, good, because you're not. I do not like his girlfriend. No, she definitely seems like she's a bitch. <laughs> it's the delivery. It's the delivery and it's his character just being that way because that would never be okay in real life. But in that moment, you're kind of like, yeah, fuck Michaela. Like, I don't know. She just walk around with an attitude in their house. She definitely seems like she's a real bitch. So then uh, Jesse's getting coronated with his cape and pistol society. Mm-hmm. And I have this scene because I I fucking <laughs> died at the end of this scene. I swear to God, I was in tears, like literal Why did he tears. Have... Wait, which part? The, Billy, the B- baby Billy part or the white glove? No, the white glove. <laughs> yes, we'll get to it. <laughs> both. I have both uh... of those scenes. Well, so bef- so what we saw with him and Amber before he went to the scene, he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with the gun, and he ends up doing this silly. Like, did you catch the move? He he like does the gut when they finally give him the pistol. He goes two to the side, two to the other side, shoot it up in the air, like and then put it in his holster. <laughs> it was so cute. Congrats, Jesse. A made man. That's right. Finally a part of the cape and motherfucking pistol. Jesse, we don't talk like that cape and pistol. Uh, y'all don't do cuss words? Uh, my bad. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me in the dark on that one, Daddy. Anyway, it was a long ride, but I knew eventually I would make it to the top. <laughs> of course you knew. Isn't that some kind of a given for somebody like you? I'm sorry, how so? Well, maybe because you're Eli Gemstone's son. Maybe Tell that's Daddy. got something to do with it. No. Uh-huh. I earned this on my own merits. I run one of the largest churches in the entire country, okay? So stop tripping, buddy. Tell him, Daddy. Of course you earned it. Just settle down, Jesse. Uh, Dr. Gemstone's running defense. I love it. Just making an observation. This guy talking is the guy who they whipped his ass 
in the first episode who took the uh, NASCAR drivers like to his new like he left the gemstone search to go to his church. Yeah, the, the oldest Simpkin. Yeah, the Simpkin. Yeah, Simpkin one of the Simpkins. Wee wee sucker, Don't you wee wee sucker me. I observe that you have appeared to have gotten some sort of ass whooping. That's correct. Didn't rob me or nothing. Just beat me. And the cops don't know who did it. No, they don't. I just thank the Lord that my sister and brother weren't around. I imagine it was just somebody who was trying to teach you a lesson in particular. You know, maybe somebody you crossed or were very rude to or something. I don't know. Well, I'm not so sure. I am. I'm sure. Jesse. This breed is the fucking tits. <laughs> Excuse me. You're not supposed to cuss in cape and pistol. Yeah, no fucking duh, dude. My daddy already told me. It's a tenant. A level of respect we show each other. Show Here some it comes. respect, Jesse. This shit took me the fuck out. This line by this old man. Profanity in the chambers. A white slap shall be issued. Yo, what is that? A white slap? That is, who comes up with that? That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's a whole ceremony, bro. He embarrassed the shit out of Eli. Why would you do that to Eli? He just... First of all, why do he keep cussing? All jokes aside, he you can't take him anywhere. He had they to stop cussing for two seconds. They have this man, they have Jesse sitting in his chair. They're all lined up down the hallway. This man in the cape with a white mask comes walking down, stops right <laughs> in front of him. He puts up his hand slowly with a white, like a white <laughs> glove on it, and slaps him like Dave Chappelle uh, as Rick James did. In the um in the skit, mm -hmm. so, like yes. he slapped Charlie Murphy, just slapped the shit out of him, and then slapped him again. I yeah, then he back died, he backhanded bro. him. He backhanded him. Why? And uh, Eli's just looking like, mm -mm -mm. what was? How did they? How did? How did they come up with that? That's gotta but be. But that from feels something. real. Yeah, that feels that real. Has that feels like something. That feel. I mean, there's something to do with like. Hate like hazing rituals and all that, like they come from something about like dueling and slapping and keeping honor. I don't know, but I don't understand why this nigga. I really was mad at Jesse. I'm like, Jesse, act like you've been somewhere. Why are you cussing about the cheese? Like, and then when this man goes, I I bet somebody beat you up because you threatened them. Just I mean, Eli knew. Eli was looking at him like, oh, Jesse. So Jesse, I know like they're in crisis, but Jesse never gets for real until it's really too late. Like I need him to act fucking for real. So he's outside just like looking silly, basically because he kind of embarrassed himself. And uh, baby Billy shows up, and I got this out, out of a bush. He pops him out of the bushes. <laughs> 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 That's the new laughing at the slap. Hey, Jesse Jimstone. Jesse Jimstone. Look here. Huh. So lucky here for me. What the fuck are you doing? Man. Hey, what you think? I, I made it in. <laughs> I heard you was being sworn in today. This man got on a brown suit <laughs> with, a, with a cream turtleneck, <laughs> a gold. <laughs> A gold, uh, a gold vest, vest with some yes. bright ass white Peter, uh, fucking Pee Wee Herman shoes. <laughs> this outfit is wild. I look, that was the outfit that made me say costuming is amazing on this show. Well, come on now, let me in, hook me up. This is a secret society you can't just roll up in. It ain't too secret if I heard about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. 
If you ain't gonna make Bible bonkers, maybe some of these other influential Christians will. None of the men of Cape and Pistol are gonna give a fuck about Bible bonkers, okay? Boy, I watched you become a man, but don't think I won't bend you over my knee and turn that fat ass red now. Ooh, <laughs> I'd love to see you turn this big fat ass red. I'll give you 20 bucks. Yeah, Try I don't it. need See what $20 happens. to kick your ass. See what happens. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I'll show you right so here. So when Baby Billy gets in his fighting stance, he puts up a claw. <laughs> like he's, he's like he puts up a claw like like this is his fighting stance. Like he's about to do some type of kung fu he saw in a movie in the 70s. Yeah. Why would he say I wish you would be? <laughs> and he starts to fight Jesse and Jesse pulls out his pistol. So he don't even fight him. <laughs> Going back inside your little fucking Mickey Mouse club in. Goddamn Harry Potter wannabes. No, we're not. You know what? You so hell-bent on running this church the way oh your daddy God. did. Only problem is, Jesse Gemstone, you ain't your fucking daddy. What did my daddy have that made him so fucking special? Well, for starters, he had a star by his side. Your mama. You ain't got that. What you got? You got you and... Two not really stars. Actually, that is kind of the reality. <laughs> Ain't no kind of about it, Jesse. Now, you want to capture the magic, you need your mama. And I can give it to you now. What are you going to do? Dress up like her? Ain't nobody going to put on no female clothes. I'm talking about resurrection. Bringing her back to life. Uncle Baby Billy, I don't know what the fuck you're smoking, but I ain't buying it. No one in our family trusts you. I ain't about to start. Thanks for coming by and giving me congratulations on my inductsmans. Resurrection, boy. From the ashes in fulfillment of the scriptures. Put it back on that stage. Restore the kingdom. Come see me when you're ready to believe in miracles. I mean... It still trips me out every time they call him Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> Uncle Baby Billy. I don't Billy. even hear it, bro. I don't even hear it. I this is clearly clearly one of the funniest things ever but if you just really listen to how he talks like whatever like whatever flow he gets into is out of this world when he's the way he's talking is too much I got family members that talk like that that's from the deep country that's what I'm saying it's very much like that I'm just getting a kick out of it yeah, so, it's like just like the ad libs, all of it. I love it. He say, uh, so Uncle Baby Billy talks about the resurrection. The next thing you see Jesse, he rolls up on Uncle Baby Billy and Lionel at the bar. And both Baby Billy and Lionel are drinking a pineapple drink. So Lionel's getting drunk at like three, like two years old off this pineapple oh, drink. Oh, I didn't realize that there was a pina colada. That's why that boy ain't right. And baby Billy takes him back to the hotel room. I love how Amy Lee has got to be like at least 15 years younger than Jesse. And she goes, nephew, you going to get ready for this. <laughs> like, so fucking no, funny. not Amy Lee, Tiffany. I mean, Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany's like, yeah, nephew, but remember, see this. remember how they went through that, though? They went through trying to get Tiffany to um, trying to get like Tiffany trying to get them to respect her. And they didn't want to do it at first. But over time, it got better. Yeah. And so, Baby Billy has a whole fucking hologram of Amy Lee. 
And it's a good looking hologram too. I'm like, how the fuck it's did amazing. they really get this shit? This nigga <laughs> has like the actual technology that like that they brought Tupac back with. I was in sh- I was in shock. Like I kind of assumed that's what he was gonna do, but it was like uh, the acting was so good here because it was also like emotional because he got to see his mama, not just see his mama, but like see her sing again. So this was like weirdly touching and out of nowhere because we were talking about go. I'm like, is he about to do a seance? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and and um, Jesse looks um, intrigued. You think he's gonna? You think he's gonna bring it on stage? I think that would really fuck with, with Eli. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I think he's gonna do something with it because if anything else, it's just a way for their family to see their mom. And to be honest with you, a lot of what they go through is because their mom's not there and they're just a mess without her in their own way. So, um, I think there's just something sentimental here. I, I mean, they might use it to like freak people out but I, but it almost feels like they would never go as far as to like turn it into something terrible you know like as far as they go Amy Lee is safe so then the last thing we see of Jesse well we'll play his uh, monologue at the end but Jesse's walking through the house at night and he walks by the room and punches his butt ass naked fucking Michaela in the living room and he says punches get, put your goddamn clothes on and meet me in my fucking office uh, and then we'll play what he said to Ponches at the end. Um, yeah, but Ponches is out of his mind. Like they didn't even close the door, dog. It was wide open. That's so it. disrespectful. That's what I'm when, saying. Ponches is doing the most. When you're a kid, you're supposed to know better than that. You're supposed to be more sneaky than that. Exactly. Especially Thank on you. that big ass compound, y'all could have gotten the saying. car and went somewhere. Y'all could have been. Nobody would have saw y'all. Anything. <laughs> yeah. There's. I know there's an empty house somewhere. So then, uh, yeah, the grandfather's house, right? Or is, or is uh, Gideon in there now? No, I think he's home. But that's that's my point. Like, there's, there's, like as you said, it's a, there's a whole fucking theme park. Go on the <laughs> carousel, like what? <laughs> so then we get Eli. We're finishing up with Eli, Maymay, and the boys. Uh, Maymay shows up and asks Eli where the boys are at. Uh, you know, Eli tells him. Are they getting, you know, they're getting ready for church. They oh cut to God. the boys. They getting a whole daddy makeover. Got the their hair cut. The best detail was when they washed their hair. There were like <laughs> flies in the sink. It was so, I was like, I thought it was a cigarette, but it was so nasty. Like they clearly <laughs> were like coming out of the woods, but it was so bad. So then uh, they got, they got a massage. They got their feet done, got their nails done, got their beards trimmed. Uh, everything shaved. They, they, you know, they got cleaned up because yeah, they, they, they keep up real. appearances when they go to church. Mm-hmm. They they rolled up to church like it's game four of the NBA finals. They come in the back the back door of the arena. They walking through the doors. They come backstage. It's this big ass arena for church. They have this ridiculous song playing. <laughs> they have a ridiculous song playing. Everyone seems happy, having a good time. The boys seem legitimately into this. Yeah, then like they, they, they have a nice silk. They just are basically like in awe. The part you said about them getting lost was important too because it's like their mama just wants to go to church and she's making fun of it for being a TV church, but it truly is a production. Like you can, like you said, you can get lost in the back. They were just trying to get there, but once they got there, it was like beautiful and all because it is like it is a whole stadium. And it was one of the first times I thought about like there's there's literally so many people working. They're keeping so many people employed. Like it, it actually is like a big production. And so um I don't know. Sometimes those details remembering like this world they built is kind of nice. We didn't say this last week, but 
Um, my favorite part of this show is the after church dinner. Every time it's funny as shit when they're at Jason's Steakhouse, they go to the same restaurant every Sunday after church with a big ass meal, like 12, it's always 10 people there, 12 people there. And they always are ridiculously hilarious. And so I actually have this scene because some funny shit happens. You're right. My haircuts are good, but I don't love those suits. What's that material? Silk, mama. I don't like how shiny it is. They definitely do got uh, Puffy and Mace shiny suits on. It's supposed to be shiny. I think. It is. That's considered good. Good for a lady's negligee. A little loud and proud for me, but that's fine. Damn, Aunt May May. You can't ever give it up. Always talking that trash. I mean... <laughs> It's just the cadence. Like <laughs> the cadence. I love it. He understands the assignment every time he talks. Their lives sure have improved since coming here. Carl's presenting like a straight up cunt smasher now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Why is she Dear, like that? You got no business here, Peter. I come in peace. So, uh, May May's ex husband rolls up. I'm here to apologize to my sons, and that's it. This was so extra, dragging that fucking chair across the ground. It was a good choice, though, because they just said, oh, I just forgot. This is the funniest part of the episode to me in the second when he leaves. Uh, oh, my God. You just brought that back to me. I screamed laughing. I'll make this quick, boys. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was wrong. I accused you of being betrayers. And now I know that it wasn't you. Who was it, Pa? Lucas. Fat-ass Lucas. Mm -hmm. I believe it. <laughs> and now, I'd like you to come back home with me. We got a brand new place. It's a beautiful old farm. Like, real nice. Tons of birds. They ain't going nowhere with you. You go home to your tons of birds. I think boys can speak for themselves. Why does he have a scar outside of his mouth like the joker like Heath Ledger's joker I just yeah I that. think there was yeah I noticed it too I think there was something like in his past that we haven't heard about because you know this thing is a roughneck well Papa we got a good thing going here the gemstones have been like family because it gave you some fancy haircuts, some new clothes. You think you look like, like slick boys? You look silly. You look plain ridiculous. We ain't going, Pa. Please leave. Yeah, read the room, dude. You're gonna read the back of my hand. You sass me again, Judy. You're gonna get your ass shot if you don't get the fuck out of here. Eli was not having none of that shit talking to his daughter like that. <laughs> Oh, who's gonna shoot me? I... I was about to say the same fucking thing. Beat us to the draw. Everybody at the fucking table pulls out a gun. BJ's got As... a little-ass James Bond gun from the <laughs> 60s. So funny. Everybody, like, uh, except for, uh, I guess, what's his name? Gideon did, but Jesse, Amber, uh, Judy, BJ, and then... Kelvin doesn't have one, so he grabs a fork, and Keith makes a finger gun. 
Also, speaking of wardrobe, BJ is wearing a pink velvet suit with a puffy shirt, like from the fucking 1700s, mm-hmm. like a wig and would you, wear. His ruffle shirt, did you see that he has a chain that says B and, and he has a J? Yes, and a, a gold chain. And the last thing is Martin and his wife also have guns. <laughs> yes. Oh, gemstones are the rednecks. Look at you. Fine. Old Gabriel is gonna blow his horn. And when he does, a reckoning will come. I think he might be blowing that horn a little sooner than you think! He just honks BJ in the nose and leaves. Okay, wait, but please play what BJ says right after. Happened so fast. I didn't have time to shoot him. Why'd he honk my nose? I assume he identified you as the weakest person at this table. When did you guys get guns? <laughs> Why would he honk his nose? Like, it is those kind of things just drive me crazy. And he's right. It did happen too fast because if he had shot him, for honking his nose, that would have been too much. But also, why would he do? Oh my god, it was too. It was too silly. The guns part, though, I literally rode around on my couch because that was so funny to me. They all were packing. Eli hears an explosion, runs out of his den. The boys are trying to get rid of Clint. They said they're trying to get rid of gophers, so they made some homemade bombs. They Which said they also me out a little bit. They said they just wanted to do. You know, they wanted to take care of this for Eli. Because of so much what they've done for him. So Eli thanks them. Next time we see Eli, he's with May May in this beautiful garden. <laughs> Eli tells a Jesus crossword puzzle joke. He, he, I he honestly says, enjoyed it. He says something like, um, Jesus, what did he say? He couldn't play a crossword puzzle because he, he had two Jesus, crosses. Because he always gets stuck on two across. Yeah, <laughs> he always gets stuck on two across. <laughs> And May May was like, "Oh, you going to hell, Eli?" Uh, but laughing, he goes, "Not today." Yeah. And then May May says, "Look, I ain't jealous of your riches. I'm jealous that your kids still love you." And Eli said, "Don't mm. mistake love for dependency. I feel like Fair. a pregnant dog with all the dog sucking on my nipples." And well, no, he says, "Um, he says like a dog with like swollen tits." teats basically like after he's been sucked off and he's trying to find a place to hide so I just thought that was like very accurate that he's like they're all together but he they really are just kind of keeping him around to get the last of what they can get out I, I do think they love him but um that metaphor was kind of like oh that's actually very accurate so May May said my kids don't even play you know how long it's been since they played their instruments for me they don't even play their instruments for me no more um and then and she says it's because they know I love it and that that's that's why they're so wrong because they know I love it. And yeah, and so Eli basically sets it up for them. I guess he went and told them. We're led to believe that he told them that. So he brings May May out and they're out there with their um instruments and they play a song for him. And while they're playing the song, Jesse gives this monologue. I was going to be cool, but fuck that. The reason why Mikhail is allowed to come to this house is because we trust you. But if you're going to sit there and put jism on her behind our backs, and you can kiss that trust goodbye. 
Trust is a gift that should be cherished. Life is tough. When you allow yourself to trust another person, that takes some of the weight off. And that's why it stings extra. And that trust is betrayed. While this is happening, you see the boys going through the garage with these flashlights. They're rolling up on a, a pile of something, but you don't mm-hmm. really see what it is. Yeah. At first, I worried that it was um them going to take out the monster truck and make, make Jesse mad after they had made all of those, uh like, they had moved forward so well, but it's actually worse than that. No, they stole a bunch of ammonium nitrate. When the People do not like having the rug pulled out from underneath them. Love can be lost. Relationships can be damaged forever. It can take years and years to mend. All that wasted fucking time. Trust is the only thing keeping the entire house of cards standing. Without it, we're left with a shit-stained world full of liars and cheats. Somebody gifting you their trust is a very, very powerful thing. So breaking that trust is the equivalent of saying, Hey, buddy, fuck you. I don't give a fuck about what you think. Is that what you want? Is that what you want to portray to me and your mom? Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck about what you think. Someone saying fuck you to family will not be tolerated in this house. As your father, have I made myself clear? Yeah. Whatever. Pontius is such an asshole. Who? Pontius? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. I mean, he gets to go through his thing. Gideon had an attitude, too, because Jesse's a bad dad. We love you, mama. As for you, mama. Yeah, so they played them. They played them hardcore. You proud, Pa? We do good. 5,000 pounds of ammonia nitrate. Stick that up Uncle Sam's ass and blow him straight to Mars. Yes. You did good, boys. (laughs) Did real good. What the fuck are they going to do with all that ammonia nitrate? They're about to do some type of terrorist attack. Absolutely right. Because if we remember from this, he was like, they had a Ruby Ridge motherfuckers. They had a they had a um a militia going that everyone was creeped out about. And so as they are um like I guess that whole act was to throw them off the trail because they're still committed to the cause. And actually, maybe all of it was to like maybe the raid in itself was the same exact thing. Like all of this was planned um so they could use their resources. So I hope they don't target the church and anyone gets hurt, but I see them like doing something and it being traced back to gemstones and them kind of like ruining legacy or pinning it on them. I'm definitely worried about that. Um, But they're definitely going to do explosions because like they said, with the fertilizer, they were in ammonia, like they were making homemade bombs. Like they know what they're making. And uh, yeah, that's a very dark twist. But again, this is episode four and this show, I I always had faith. They do, they set up the story. They give you a little bit more. There's going to be some type of twist. There's going to be some type of emotional anguish, but um, there's still going to be laughs, and then we will have a res- uh, hopefully everything will work itself out in the end. So I don't worry, but I do not ever know where they're going to take us with things. What do you think is going to happen? I I think the boys are going to end up turning back for their mama. And being mm-hmm. on their side, once they realize how toxic their daddy is, I'm mm-hmm. interested to see. Um, I'm really interested to see what happens with BJ and 
um, Judy, Judy, yeah, and, sure. and Stephen, because that's not over, and At all. it could be a problem. So again, I'm really I hope in that. his family is safe. Yeah, and I, I'm actually interested in everything. I wonder what's going to happen with Calvin and Keith. Uh, yeah. How long Keith's going to be gone, and Calvin going to be sad, and I know he's going to be sad for the next couple episodes, probably while he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with Jesse Punches and Amber, but they got a collision course. I think Gideon going to run up on them and try to get his ass and check. Is yeah, because Gideon is definitely Gideon's at the adult table now. They respect him more. Um in their own way Gideon is getting closer to uh, one thing I'm looking forward to that we saw in previous episodes was Gideon and Eli are bonding with him being the driver and I think that Gideon uh finally set he's probably the first person in the family to read his biography so autobiography so I'm sure that they're going to get closer and that is a, always a good thing and um what I will yeah I think Gideon's a good big brother he's going to get him together and by the way one random thought I just had was one of my favorite parts about this show besides how like there's almost always a gun or a knife fight in in every episode now um is if is like when they do those after church walk-ins to that restaurant and they just look so nice they look like money like they do that slow-mo walk and i'm just always hyped to see their family and i'm like again i i hate capitalism hate wealth but seeing them like so dressed up gets me like happy somehow i'm like happy for this fucked up family so uh and like i said i i cheer for jesse when i know he's not the one to cheer for um but i mean it's a great episode we finally got baby billy back regularly that's really important to me and you know they're building a world like if you as we as i mentioned in the first episode we did recap in the first three episodes of righteous gemstones this is a show you guys sit in you might not laugh at every single moment but I think the reason why is because it's not a sitcom. Like they're really also telling you a dramatic story with like actual mm-hmm. beats and like they're building out a show. It's just funny as hell. So it's like you need to know that and not expect it to be like Martin, where like there's like there's no stakes from episode to episode. Um for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So I uh I love it. Happy we're here. And please share if you guys are like just if you guys are fans of Righteous Gemstones and are telling other people to watch it because they never watched it before, also tell them to listen to our podcast, the unofficial companion podcast of Righteous Gemstones. I also want to play this just in honor of baby Billy because this is probably my favorite. I just, this just popped up for some reason. I don't know if my computer's listening to me, but this popped up oh, on my is. YouTube feed. And this yeah. is probably the funniest. <laughs> this is the funniest part of this entire show's three seasons to me. The most hilarious part. Colds, flus, streps, even COVIDs, every disease cured with ease by this blessed formula based on ancient scripture. You just drink this tasty coconut silkiness every morning, and that's it. It's done. $100 for a one-month jug. Additional jugs, only $65 a pop. And I make nothing. Zero. By the time I pay my scientists, all the people in my lab, my developers, the lab rats, it's a wash. Well, why you do it then, baby Billy? Cause I'm selfless, and I want to heal as many people as the dear Lord will let me. On <laughs> the show, I mean, everyone so cured COVID with an S. COVID with an S. <laughs> That's what that was. I didn't know what. Yes. <laughs> let me tell you something. Everybody in this show understands the assignment 
every character is the character they're not like nothing's left on the table that's why this shit is amazing I love it. I'm glad to That's share this best. with you. Something funny. So like like Brandon said in the beginning too, we'll also like mix in other shows here. You guys got the idol earlier. We'll talk about some other stuff that's happening. Um, but yeah, we're just excited to be back. Yeah, anything before we go? Um, just as a reminder to anybody who doesn't know from before, I have um a show I've been working on and putting out uh soon. So two things. One is follow uh, subscribe to the YouTube, youtube.com slash at Chanel Creating. And if you or anyone you know knows a great video editor, I had to, I'm having to hire a new person. So please feel free to um, email me at Chanel Creating at gmail.com and put in uh, a sample video in there so that we can, and rates as well, because um, I would love to get my sketch show done. So that is, yeah, I guess that's more than I planned on saying. What about you? No, I've got nothing. All right, friends. Well, from now until next week, stay righteous. <laughs>